0: Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And my mission is to always help entrepreneurs make a difference in their businesses and to also navigate the sometimes messy worlds of startup growth or relaunches. So today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. So today's special guest is Erica Sokoshio. I hope I said that right, Erica. Um, you and did. Erica is a business owner and president with over 22 years in the early education and youth development field. So, Erica, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here.
0: I'm happy to have you here. So you've got a pretty extensive bio and background here. So if you don't mind, uh, how about giving us your origin story? Let us know what's going on in your life to get you where you are today. Sure.
1: Um, well, I started in the early childhood education field about 23 years ago when I had my uh, daughter, Haley. Um, prior to that, I was in sales and I was a uh, manager of a retail furniture store. Um, and uh, I went with child care and my kid with people I didn't know, it was very scary. And so I quit, came to uh, work at child care and took uh, Fast forward 14 years from there, I ended up owning it uh, with my sister, Chris. um, And I found that a lot of the uh, skills that I had from my previous position as a manager certainly converted over um, into uh, the early childhood field and owning a child care center. So that's kind of how I got here. And then after 2019, when COVID hit, um, me and my sister started Stella Business Concepts. To help some of the local businesses in our area um, recover because not everybody was recovering or bouncing back. Certainly, some industries really got hit hard, um, early childhood being one of them. But we were lucky because we had a very strong base that we were uh, able to stay stable and um, continue to grow through that period of uncertainty. So here we
0: are. <laughs> so, are you, are you, uh... Still doing both. Are you are you in the child care business as well as helping other businesses with with, uh, with their businesses? I'm,
1: yeah, I'm currently sitting in my office now at the child care. So you might hear some kids upstairs. Um, I do right. apologize if you hear that. But, um, uh, yeah, today's schedule was a little tight. I had a client that I met right before the podcast. And um, so, yeah, I love working with children. So I'm, I'm probably never leaving that. Um, but I, I, have opportunity being in a business owner to have a little bit more of a flexible schedule and, um, to do some other things that I love and enjoy as well.
0: Well, good. Well, your unique situation, uh, allows me to ask mm-hmm. you one question to, and to get two answers. Um, <laughs> what, what do you like best about the, the, the two endeavors that you're doing? What the best for the childcare and best for the helping uh, people with their businesses?
1: Um, I think, um, with, uh, women, I mean, just, just the way that it, it, it kind of happened. I really loved working with women and empowering them and helping them see that they could really pretty much do anything they wanted to, if they had a clear vision, stayed focused, stayed consistent. Um, and I think that kind of just started even in the early childhood field, most of my staff were women and, uh, you know, I would encourage them to continue schooling or to continue to move towards that promotion. And, um, so it just was like a natural fit. And then I, you know, most of my clients, I see lots of moms and a lot of them, you know, own their own business or, and it just became natural conversation kind of, you know, how did you make out with this? Or did you get that new location? And it it just naturally, just naturally happened. So what I love best is other people.
0: Okay so women. it doesn't
1: it, matter to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: It 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 sounds as if uh um you're you're focusing on not probably not totally but mostly focusing on helping women. Um
1: yeah, in, I mean that's just reached, Yeah, that's just kind of who re- reached out. It wasn't part of my mission or my business plan. It just is kind of naturally how it evolved. Um, maybe, maybe those are the, the people that are just really comfortable coming to me. I'm not really sure. Um, or I, like I said, it just was the natural conversation at drop off and pick up, um, as people started to change careers, um, or lost their jobs and started looking for new ones and said, you know, maybe I'm just going to kind of work for myself.
0: Yeah. Well, that you just said something that's very interesting. You've got a, uh, a, a daily, um, flow of potential clients at the drop off and pickup at your (laughs) childcare facilities. Right? I do. do. (laughs) That's very nice. Yeah. So, so, uh, do you have any kind of a description in your head or on paper of what, of what your ideal client looks like when you're, you're helping them with business, uh, business situations?
1: Um, I think I really enjoy people who are just starting out a business and maybe don't even have a business yet, but maybe more of a a business concept and they're not really sure like what's the next step? Because I think at the beginning, if you've never owned a business, it can seem overwhelming. So I think, you know, just helping them break it down into smaller steps um, and then watching them get really excited as they start to make progress um, is something that is really exciting to me or helping people who've been in the business for a little bit, uh, see some growth opportunities that maybe they had not seen previously. Um, I might say those are probably the two customers that I really enjoy uh, working with and focus on helping the most.
0: Okay. They're, and they are probably in a couple of the categories that need the most help and guidance as they're getting started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so other than that, uh, um, unique situation of uh, potential clients at the drop-off and pickup line How, how does your ideal client find you in other ways
1: um most people find us either through uh social media um our website isn't even up yet so mostly social media or people that we have worked with in the past um uh, you know referrals i would say and then we just joined the chamber of commerce uh just to kind of start networking with other businesses in our local community um not as our childcare program but more as uh business owners in uh you know coaches in the in the area
0: good good is is one is one method working better to, than another what's the most successful um
1: i, I would say probably referrals um and I mean, I think, you know, business practice, good business practice stays the true and same throughout years. I believe in some traditional things like handshakes and meeting people in person. I, I really don't enjoy the online type of things. Like we do some workshops here and they're in person. Um, yeah. I just, I just, there's some kind of synergy that happens when people are together um, in a room. I know, you know, I can tell by your face, you know what I'm talking about? There's just oh, yeah. something magical. That happens when you have, you know, some dynamic business owners together, like collaborating and sharing ideas, and um, you know, it, there's just something magical about that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a a big fan of person to person stuff, and it, you 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 kind of get. I mean, it's, it's you can be pretty good at it technically or remotely, mm-hmm. um, but you know, being there in person, you get the better feel for people and. Yeah. Other, and allow them to get a better feel for you as well so it uh, yeah
1: and it, i think i'm used to i'm used to being in the i'm in the trust business i mean let's face it i mean most people do not leave their children with people they don't trust so i'm 100% oh, yeah. in the trust business you know like somebody who takes care of your money <laughs> you know what i mean There's certain fields that you have to really know that person before you can um you know make that commitment business commitment and otherwise so um i think that that Having that skill set and understanding that really has helped us out a lot.
0: Yeah, you're right. Well, people do people do business with what do they say? People they know, like, and trust. So that's correct. Trust is very (laughs) high on on that uh, totem pole there, and especially with kids, like you say, people don't want to drop their children or ever have to be (laughs) off with somebody that seems to be a little shaky. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when I I think, you know, as as, um, one of the other unique benefits about the industry that I'm in is most of our customers are with us from five to eight years. I mean, our customer retention is, you know, insane. Um, We service children ages six weeks up to 12 years old. So we have become very skilled at keeping our customers for a very long time based on customer service, based on all of the things that, you know, make our program really great. We have children that were my, were my students and now I have their children. So um, that happens more frequently as I get older. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it happens more frequently. And so I, I think all of those things really um, were things that I could share with other businesses in terms of, you know, how to have good customer retention. Because a lot of shows and a lot of things that I look at is like how to get that next customer and i'm like you better worry about the customers you have now because if you get 2 in the front door but five leave the back you're not ahead right so customer retention i think needs to be talked about more frequently than you know you know just getting more customers you need to keep those customers to sustain your business for you know the long haul
0: yeah in my experience that's a, a strong piece of advice there are too many people that get a customer in or make the sale or whatever it happens to be. And then they forget about them. And, uh, they're a, they're a valuable commodity, not for additional business, but also for referral business. And once you get right. them, you got to treat them like gold and take care of them.
1: Yeah, so, Well, they are, they are. Um, and especially, you know, in my industry, I mean, let's face it, even though I, my prices are probably the, they're pretty affordable. I'll put it this way. I'm not at the top of my market in terms of pricing, um, but a customer could easily pay me $14,000 a year, right? Mm. Um, depending on the age of their child and, and how many days they need. Um, so, I mean, over the lifetime of, of eight years, they pay me a significant amount of money. And they deserve to get that respect and customer service that they're paying for. And um, I, I wish all industries would recognize that um, because that is one of the reasons we're successful.
0: You, yeah. you really yeah. have
1: to take care of your customer.
0: Be nice if more people had the attitude that you do. <laughs> that's, oh, thanks. that's great. You know how valuable those people are once they come through the front yeah. door.
1: So I mean, I would say that would definitely be uh, my piece of advice for, for folks out there, especially those that are, you know, just kind of getting started. And, you know, you have you've got, you know, a, a small base of customers, like you said, they're gold. They're gonna give you reviews, they're gonna give you referrals, um, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're they're like your marketing piece if there ever was one, right? Right so take care
0: of them absolutely one i think one of the strongest things you can do for a for a a a business especially one that's regional or in a community is to create a very positive conversation about that business in the community yeah so you want the people to work for you and the people that use your services and saying good things about you and and your business that's the best way to attract uh and 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 i think the
1: same I think the same thing goes for your, for your employees, right? You have to, have yeah, to take yeah. care of them. Um, I've got, you know, 40, 42 employees, not a huge company, but big enough. Um, and uh, you know, your work culture means everything too, because you can have the most excited, ambitious owner in the world. But if your employees are not emulating that throughout your business, um, you're not going to get the same results. So you can't do it alone. So build up your team and, and make sure your team is is rock solid and follows the same values that you have for your business. You know,
0: right? So you mentioned uh, your uh, the the advice that you would give give to our audience. I was just going to ask you a question about what what the best piece of advice was that you've ever given anybody. Say n- not necessarily in the childcare industry, but those people that you help with businesses.
1: Um, I think using your core values mm-hmm. to run your business. Um, I think that those are extremely important um, along with your mission of your, of your, of your company. I think those, if you use those throughout um, along with some strategy, you, you will be successful. So uh, my core values at my school are uh, family community, passion for teaching and professionalism. Now you don't have to be a teacher to have those core values. Those can, honestly almost fit in any industry right sure. um so as long as you use those when when you're making your business decisions ask yourself like where does this fit and does it make sense for your business to do whatever that move is product etc right um so i think you know that helps that helps build your brand that it helps you make decisions um and it helps you with your strategy
0: yeah i, I- I, I agree with you. Uh, one thing I've found periodically in the past, and maybe you have too, is that if you ask people what their core values are or what their mission is, what's the purpose of being in business other than making money, mm-hmm. they have difficult an- difficulty answering that. Have you run across that?
1: I have. So uh, typically when I'm meeting with clients and they're telling me about their business and um I will often ask them, so what are you doing? Like we talk about what the community can do for you. What are you doing for the community? Are you connected with the nonprofit? I do, is there something that speaks to you in terms of a charity or, you know, are you are you doing anything around that? And they look at me like, what does that have to do with business? I'm like, has everything to do with business. <laughs> it, you know, so, um, you know, everybody is so focused on the business plan, the you know, the grind, the this, the that, like, it it matters. So you have to understand what are you trying to do in in your industry and your community, and uh, they're 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 very connected to the bottom line.
0: Yeah, well, it's important to be connected to the bottom line because you got to make enough money to take care of yourself, your family, uh, right. your business, your employees, uh, do good things in the community. But you got to have reasons beyond money to to, That's to be successful.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you think of like, you know, um, Bert's bees, like, right, he's saving the planet, he's saving the bees, but he's certainly making, he's certainly making a profit, right? So you Mm -hmm. you can do both.
0: (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can do both. Um, Well, speaking of making money uh, with your new venture or relatively new, uh, helping people with uh, Mm -hmm. getting their businesses started, do you have specific financial goals for that, say, over the next 12 months?
1: Um, I don't know that I have financial goals specifically. Um, I would like to, to help at least 40 businesses in my community. Um, each customer is different um, and we help them kind of where they need it. So some people need help with writing a business plan and others just need me to help review it before it goes to the bank. Um, so I think for me right now, because unfortunately um the business, the secondary business is not my, pri- where my primary income comes from. It really did just come from wanting to help other people. Um, so I know that that might not be the best business advice guys. <laughs> I'm just saying for me, it's a side business at this, at this point. Um, so it was really, my goal was more based on just helping if I can hit 40 clients that I work with on a regular basis, that would, that would make me happy.
0: Okay, so uh, I mean, you, you've you've got a number of clients' goal rather than a specific financial goal. But if That's you correct, yeah. if you do achieve that goal and mm-hmm. uh, they're happy with you and paying you for your services, then that mm-hmm. financial goal I'm sure is going to come. Yeah. So what what do you think uh, at this particular point in time might be the biggest uh, roadblock in the way preventing you from getting to forty clients?
1: So I think one of the the things that I find is if you are not in the child care industry, and I specifically did not go after that market on on purpose because I didn't want to be like kind of pigeonholed like, oh, she just only knows about child care, which I do know quite a bit about child care. But I feel like there's just so many other businesses that I can help that um, how do I get that to translate over? to other businesses. So if you own a bridal makeup industry, you know, uh, business, what would a child care lady know or be able to help you with? And the answer is a lot. I know it's a lot. So I think the biggest challenge is how do I get that message across that good business practice converts over no matter what industry. Good principles convert over no matter what industry. Um, so I think that would p- probably be the biggest challenge.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. A lot of times (laughs) the biggest challenge is that when people get out in the world, they want to be all things to all people and uh, people don't believe that they can do that. So if they, the best way to get started is to pick a niche that you know and do well and and get started. And that's what every article says. (laughs) You've already got that niche. You've got it built, but Mm -hmm. like you say, the, uh, the basic business practices, I, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're, you know, have a strawberry farm or you're making automobiles, you mm-hmm. know, it's still about the people and systems and yes. all the internal stuff. So oh, yes. yeah, to, to get that message out might be a challenge, but I, you know, I think it's a way to, one of the ways to set yourself up that you've got X number of years of experience mm-hmm. and success in this industry that has all the basic layers of operating successful business in any industry that you can help with.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say our industry is definitely one that has a large number of operational procedures and systems in place just due to the nature of what we do here. So I I understand that part of business very well. Right. Um, So I think, like I said, I think that was probably just the biggest challenge. Also, I, I did not design our business only to help women. It's not a women empowerment business. It it wasn't designed that way. It just happened to be. That's who gravitated towards our business at this point. But we've only we only opened in April, so I mean we haven't really been around a long period of time. I mean we're talking months. Um, So you know maybe that will come. Maybe it won't. But that's just that's who who the market has told me (laughs) is my customer.
0: Good. Well, you, you certainly have the skills and experience to get to that 40 client level that you, you would like to get to. Are there any other uh, obvious opportunities in front of you that would help you get there?
1: Yeah. Um. So I just started working on a book. I had been talking about writing a book for quite some time. Uh, so I actually started that uh, process yesterday. Uh started getting on the computer and just started typing away. Um, and then I also think I... I'm really excited about um, our podcast that we uh, launched a few months ago as well. Um, So I think that those opportunities will lead to other opportunities for speaking, uh, working at, you know, doing some conference um, collaborations, uh, maybe even possibly doing a conference of our own for, you know, the New England area. Um, So yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there for everybody that's interested in and working.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You got to
1: work, right?
0: right you got to work in yeah. some way. Um, so tell me a little bit about the podcast that you started. What's your focus there?
1: Sure. Um, so the podcast is called Practical Biz Podcast. Uh, we're on most of the major platforms at this time. Um, so we're only in like episode 12. So we kind of evolving and trying to figure out exactly how we want the format to be. Um, so I'm very honest that I... Um, don't always know everything. So when I don't, I ask. I'm not afraid to ask. Um, so we've done some interviews um, with business owners that are just starting. And then we've also had some industry leaders uh, come in and talk about um, their part of running a business. We've had an insurance agent come on and kind of talk about what's really important for startups to know um, about in, uh, insurance, how they select it, what they need. Uh, we had uh, a banker on. Uh, two weeks ago about how to get financing for a startup and what the preparation looks like for that. So I'm not 100% sure the format that we're going to stick with, but ultimately it is for people who are either have a growth opportunity or are in business less than five years is 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 typically who we're, we're uh, trying to help and trying to reach out to.
0: Okay, great. So how do you attract your guests?
1: Um, some of them we just talk with through Instagram. We don't have um, a website platform set up yet where people apply to come on, but we're, we're working towards that. Um, so right now I've just been working within my network of either businesses that I know that are uh, within my, my area or experts in my area. Uh, but we certainly want to reach out uh, further than that. Mm-hmm. Um and I have um, asked a few uh, professionals like yourself to um, to come on uh, to our show as well um, so that we can get experience outside of our um, small community as, as well. So I think it'll be a little bit of, of both until we figure out exactly what our listener wants from us. Um, but we'll get there.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you got a good start and you're headed in the right direction. Thanks. <laughs> so we're getting... Toward the end of things here, do you have any final thoughts and or anything you want to do to, to let people know how to get a hold of you?
1: Sure. Um, so it is um, you can find us on Facebook at Stella Business Concepts. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Stella Business Concepts underscore RI1. Um, or you can email us at Stella Business Concepts one at yahoo.com. Uh, any one of those three ways um, would be a great way to reach out. If you have a great business story and you want to share um, and be a guest on our podcast, we'd, we'd love to have you. Um, if you're uh, in the New England area and looking for a business coach or consultant um, who can help you with your startup, we'll be happy to uh, you know have a consult and see if we can help you out.
0: Great. That's great. Now we know how to get a hold of you. Well, I I already do know how to get <laughs> hold of you, but everybody else will now too. And and I know you like to do things face to face, but you know if you're successful with your podcast and and uh, enough people hear you, you may even pick up some remote business as well.
1: Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that that's probably inevitable. Um, but yeah, that's my preference. So preferences, people for sure. I'm in the people business. I love people. A uh, little little people and big people, <laughs> all people. I just, I love people. Obviously I'm very much an extrovert. Um, and uh, I think I really missed that for the three years that we were all very separated. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward to, to seeing people and connecting again. Um, I think being a human being is a wonderful thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. no,
1: And I would like to continue to be one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything else to say after that. So that's, <laughs> Probably a good time to end and and to thank you so much. You've been a very interesting guest and and uh, uh, not you know got me thinking about the the importance of childcare industry and how it relates to the very important things in all businesses. So I thank you very much for your oh, insight.
1: Thank you. Thank you.